Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Neuro Strength Lab in Libertyville, Illinois, excuse me, John McNulty. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, Thank you, Don. Appreciate your time. And thank you for inviting me. Uh, You are very welcome. I'm excited. We got two very different topics to talk about today. So let's first start with Neuro Strength Lab. Tell us what that's all about in a nutshell. So Neural Strength Lab, it's kind of, uh, it's grown obviously over about 30 years experience. I uh, first started in the training field and uh, I'm going to date myself here, 92. So after I got out of college, injury actually brought me to the standpoint of changing my major, uh, dislocations in the shoulder, playing football at the higher level, well, college level at least. And uh, basically what ended up happening is I decided that it wasn't for me and I got into the martial arts always felt that, you know, I, I wanted this train at first. It was like, you know, well, cool. I don't have to worry about working out anymore, but then that, you know, didn't, uh, didn't pan out. I'm like, I can't get out of the gym. I, you know, it was just part of my life. So as I just kept progressing and going through, um, in the aspect of the, the business side, I started training, going through the certifications, got my degree in kinesiology and started around, uh, from 92, started into the business of my own around 95, 96, Originally, it was John McNulty Personal Trainers, and then expanded from just personal training to the sports performance realm. Uh, and then around 2003 or four, got into neurotherapy as well. And it's kind of grown into a standpoint from small to large, back kind of tapered back down to the more uh, the personal client component with Neural Strength Lab, which is sports performance, personal training can be one-on-one, small group, as well as uh, neurological therapy. You've, you've had uh, quite a career. You've done a lot of things. We, we have some other stuff to talk about, so we can't dive too deep into that. But the current configuration, um, as far as the facility goes, basically you're a one-man show. You're seeing uh, clients for sports performance, some rehab um, some some traditional what people might see as personal training um, and um, also some technology applied training, which we'll get into towards the end and how it bleeds into what else you have going on. Um, as far as you for the mix of having a couple of different things, is that for your personal fulfillment? Do you like having different types of trainees, different type of clients to keep you mentally stimulated? Is it just a matter of, hey, these are the people who personalities matched and I wanted to work with? How do you how do you have that mix working for you versus being very specialized and only taking one type of clientele? That's a great question. I think um, over the years, just the growth of going from obviously the training into the sports performance, and you had this big flux where you just went personal training. You might get people that just wanted to decrease body fat or bodybuilders wanted to come in and put on lean tissue or people just wanted to get better for the, the, the golf performance they do on the weekends as the executive client. So anybody that came in, I looked at as an executive client. And then we had the athletes. I've worked with a lot of Chicago Bears players over the years, obviously being right down the street from Hallis Hall. 
but I've also worked with a lot on the injury side. And that's where the neurotherapy started to come into play. So that technology has really opened the doors to really help others. I've got people that have MS. I've got people that come in that are volleyball players that roll their ankles, hamstring tears. Low back is probably the number one thing I treat, but I've never treated the low back in 20 years for a low back problem. So it's the standpoint of trying to educate over time, I think, uh, that has really kind of kept me going in this in this realm because it's always the same thing. And what I mean by that is that we're human. We all do the same thing. We all respond the same way. It's just what makes someone fall from one, I call a perspective or one, uh, one level that might be a, a young athlete to someone who has MS. We're all on this spectrum. And the education over the course of time has really led me to the ability to, and helped in the ability to, to help as many people as we can, not only from the technology, but then take it after they've, you know, rehab their injury for say and say, okay, well, how can I not let this happen again? And then show them, this is how you do this. This is how the body responds and how you can take that and, and benefit your life in general. So it doesn't have to be an athlete doesn't have to be someone with a neurological issue. It's someone who just wants to get better and live the best life they possibly can from a health standpoint. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So over the course of, let's say the last five to 10 years, right? I'd say that kind of puts us in the current time landscape of, of fitness eras. Uh, I want to talk about best practices for you and, and what you've seen work the best in some key areas we hear about a lot. So first and foremost, you can have the greatest training in the world, but if nobody comes in the doors, nobody gets those trainings. So for you, what has been the best tactic um, or strategy for getting people through the door, for generating leads, getting interest in the facility so that you can come in and show people your difference, your competitive advantage? Mostly, it's all mostly word of mouth. Since I started NeuroStrength Lab off of the other companies, um, which will be 2016, um, but again, obviously beyond that, it was you know 24 years of other company work. Um, a lot of it is just word of mouth. A lot I've done some things where um, I provide uh, uh, donations, like I'll do silent auctions. So I do a lot of that locally. Um, many times it's just simply the results because of the efficiency of what the training allows and, and what you do. And this, obviously that's the education over the course of time. Um, you know, the, the one thing that's interesting and in, in a lot of coaches and trainers in the field, I could, I'm sure they would attest to it, that there isn't anything new. It's just, how can you apply it to get across the individuals that you have walking in the door. And usually what happens as they leave, they go, you know what, I've got this friend that has this problem. I have this friend that's trying to do this and their son wants to get stronger and or do these things. So I said, you know what, I've got a comp session, come on in, try it out. What I do is very unorthodox. It's not what you would traditionally see. Um, and I think that that's what makes it unique is it's all simply based on human movement and everything that we do is all about, you know, teaching the body to handle the forces of nature, so to speak, and then to be able to have a very efficient nerve system. So I kind of try to educate, even if they don't want to know, <laughs> and sometimes you get clients they are like, you know what, just point me in the direction, you know, yeah. but I'll Why always come back and set me free. Right. Yeah. 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 But I'll always come back to, you know, I sound like a broken record after a while. And then they're like, well, 
you know, it's, it's starting to kind of bleed into them. Uh, what does it take 21 times before it becomes habit? So if I keep yelling at them 21 times, so to speak, then it will kind of roll over into the brain. My mother would disagree with that, but yeah, we'll <laughs> go with, with generally. Um, okay. So, and I think that's where frame of reference is important. You know, 30 years in the business is very different than someone who's three months or three years in where early on advertising, marketing, getting your name out there, you have to, you know, wave your arms in the middle of the road to get people to come and check you out so you can start to build mm -hmm. that word of mouth and referral base. So after a while, that compounds as well or more than if somebody thinks about, you know, interest on, on money and, and earnings, right? Uh, word of mouth and reputation compound over time if you have a great product. So mm -hmm. I think that's going to be a big part of it is just execution and results that feeds into your word of mouth. But do you think because of your unique training methodology, the application of technology, things like that, do you think that gives you an extra leg up on a unique market proposition, something else that really drives people to say, hey, you've got to go see John. There's not really anything else like it you know, check this out. It's going to be different than anywhere else you can go. Do you think that individuality of what you do really helps that too? Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree. And, um, you know, I've always said it's all about education. And I even, I even know I've been doing it for a long time. I don't, I don't stop reading and learning. You know, I'm not huge on the whole social media. I always joke around, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm terrible at this stuff. And even to a point where I'm like, I'm finding, oh man, I can pay this person $75 a month and they'll da, 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 da. But it's, 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 you know, I still pump stuff out when I can, but I do a lot of reading. I try to use that as another, okay, let's see what, there's some really good sources out there. I like to look at the research and look at how that can be applicable. But, you know, in the past, we would do crazy things where we would literally do, go door to door, not necessarily to the mailboxes, but we do flyers. Um, we would post stuff out. And I know there's a lot of guys that do things online and do an online presence. Um, again, that really isn't me. And not that it doesn't take the personal out of it. Um, but obviously, you know, from the other technology that I'm involved in, it's it's kind of opening that that door for me in that standpoint. Uh, but I would definitely say in the long run, yeah, it's, it's the ability that because there's the uniqueness to it, it stands out. Um, I get a lot of people... Um, that come in for certain things that might be in completely different, you know, styles of training from CrossFit to powerlifting to Olympic lifting um, to just standard, you know, gym rats, so to speak. Um, and they may come in for an injury initially, um, but then I always tell them, you know, hey, not that you need to stay and train, but there's this option and here how this is some things that you can do. And usually what I do when that happens I just give them information that they can use to book in what they like to do. And the whole avenue is to prepare your body to handle even the training and that you want to do on your own, the things you love to do, but to dramatically reduce that risk of injury simply by preparing your body to handle what you're applying to that, to the body through your training system. And it's all about the recovery. You know, again, the, the top coaches, they all understand that, it's all about how fast your body can recover based off of what you just displayed and whether it's the sport or your training system. And the training has to, has to be that way, whether it's sport related or it's life related, it's got to uh, try to carry over as best we can. And there's ways that you can do that. 
Um, and some people will always say, if you want to be an athlete, train to be an athlete. But then as we age and as we get older, people want, they don't, they stop training that way, which is understandable. Uh, but in the long run, it's all about what are some of the most efficient ways that you can achieve that without having to, um, you know, I don't know, re-educate your entire staff or come in and say, okay, I've got to change my whole mindset. If I like to do this type of style of training. Got it. Got it. Okay. So when you had the, the bigger facilities, other trainers, things like that, um, if you had to estimate, what do you think the, the most amount of training clients total you had in your ecosystem was at any time? Oh, there were times when we had, we had, oh man, it was me and we had about four other coaches, um, great guys and women. And there were times where we probably had within, I would say, in a flow of thinking the high school going into the pro guys on the athletic side, we would have anywhere from 30 to 40 going every hour, hour and a half, you know, anywhere from uh, probably about six days a week. We had recovery days as well. And then we also had training clients come, our executive clients coming in. So the executive clients would usually in the mornings, we might add athletes coming in, in the mornings and we had executive clients coming in, but we were probably, yeah, just on the performance side, you know, we were, we were, you know, gunning for some, uh, some good numbers efficient from an economic standpoint, I would say weekly, we would have between two to 300 appointments. So we might have, you know, 30 or 40 coming in over the course of two to three hours, maybe four hours, but then they would be coming in anywhere from two to three to four to five times a week, depending on what program they were on. And then we had the executive clients that ranged anywhere from one to three, maybe four times a week. Got it. Got it. So a lot, there are a lot of people coming yeah. through in the, the reason I asked that mainly is to frame it is back to the, the marketing piece and how quality leads to word of mouth, which is, you know, as I heard somebody call it earlier, the invisible hand that pushes any other marketing or anything towards you. Um, do, how long would you say it's been since you really sat and were like, oh, darn, I need more clients. I don't know how I'm going to get them. Has it, has it been five years, 10 years, 15 years since you had to sit down and say like, I really need to market. I'm not getting enough people through the door. You know, it always, it's, and I think in this business, there's always the, um, the cyclic phases because there are times where I've got a lot of clients even now that they live in West, you know, in, in Florida during this winter or they're in you know, California during the winter. So I usually get this influx uh, where I get this lull and it's coming up, believe it or not, it's gonna come up probably between September, October, November. That's when they take off. But then also what ends up happening is football rolls around the corner. So all of a sudden now I got injuries coming in the door. So there's always this, you know, oh man, yeah. And you know, it'd be great if I could, you know pick up 10 more clients. Um, and it, go, it goes in that role. And then the aspect on that is usually marketing. And that's usually when I tap in to clients I'm working with that are coming to the tail end of their sessions um, on the therapy side. And then they roll into the training, um, you know, or then I start tapping them to, you know, if you know anyone else that either one is looking to, you know, getting more efficient workout, we got the technology we're bringing in now that's really starting to make changes. And that's the aha on a lot of people. They're like, wow, you know, you're telling me I can be in and out in, 
less than 20 minutes. So I'm like, oh, absolutely. You know, so that's really what the, the kind of the next step is, I would say. Um, but yeah, you do get that. I get that um, when I go through and, and I have those lulls and it's usually right around when people leave um, and the sports begin to start up um, to around the holiday seasons, things like that is usually when I see it, but I got to start targeting more a little bit from that standpoint. And even then you're mostly be able to, you're able to look into your own current informer or, you know, transient clients. There's usually reactivation in there rather than cold outreach marketing. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only cold outreach marketing I would say, I, you know, I make an attempt at would be social media. Um, other than the silent auction work that people would kind of reach out, I'll look around and like, you know, if you're looking for something, let me know. I can fire out you five sessions on anything from therapy to, you know, to training to athletic performance, you know, um, and I'll, I'll do that, you know, when we get to a, uh, when it starts kind of getting to those timeframes, but it's usually a, I have a consistent client base that usually kind of holds the fort down for me. And then I have the influx um, and it always goes usually by season when it comes to the athletic side. Um, but everybody, unfortunately, um, has an injury. And a lot of the times it's the people that, you know, have tried everything that I see. Um, and then once they've gone through what we do, then usually that will be the first call when it happens again. Unfortunately, something else happens. Got it. Mm -hmm. So I want to transition and talk about the next level, the next wave of technology that you're integrating into the studio, obviously that has its way of generating buzz and opens up a different, different market or gives you different flexibility in your training and where things are going with that as, a, as another layer, but also another avenue with your, your training in your business with the, the speed technology and the, you know, the, the neuromuscular, the electric um stimulation stuff mm -hmm. so from the aspect of the, the stimulation aspect, i've been utilizing a technology it's called a newbie uh it's neuro neurobioelectrical uh stimulation and it's a dc current it accentuates what's called an eccentric contraction so it doesn't create a coactivation contraction that you would see in other ac uh, based muscle stem units, anaphoresis, interferential, things of that nature. So it does the same that you can basically say through FDA of what that technology can do with a muscle stem. But basically the way to really think about it on that technology side, it's all about the ability to um, uh, absorb force. And the technology gives us the information to let us know where there's a inhibition, where the brain um, is trying to send a signal to the musculature and the area in question is being blocked. There's no feedback and the body's in a protected state. Well, we can find those areas, but in a matter of seconds, we can disperse it. So when you disperse it, um, and a lot of the time, it's not where the person is feeling the discomfort and or the pain, so to speak. Um, once we can disperse it and get rid of it, they see that it's really just information given to the body for the body to heal itself. So we utilize that technology. I utilize that technology. I've been doing it for a long time, um, you know, from that standpoint on the therapy side. The one thing that's really going to be changing what NeuroStrength Lab does is the efficiency of the, on the training side. Um, we've got, you know, I've worked with a lot of uh, uh, pro football players, you know, college football players, but soccer, baseball, basketball, you name it over the course of, of 
of time. And it isn't anything new when you hear about, you know, isokinetics and, and what isotonic is. Isotonic, obviously, our standard dumbbell cable work. Isokinetic is under a consistent, uh, consistent time, a consistent movement. Um, and you're basically taking out on isokinetics, you're taking out that sticking point. You're taking out the, the inability to uh, be just limited to what we can move on a, on a concentric movement or the press up on a chest movement, for instance. So I'm fortunate enough to be director of education for a company called Speed Fitness. And we're bringing a technology into market that I'm actually bringing in the gym. And I utilize at the gym right now uh, that is uh, the first to actually implement isokinetic movements, isotonic capabilities, and supermax eccentric overload as much as 2,000 pounds of force. So uh, the ability to eliminate the, st um, the sticking point um, is, is there. Uh, I don't have to worry about what I can press up. You know, I can have a, uh, within a matter of 45 to 90 seconds, a complete, you know, momentary muscular failure and complete muscle fatigue to tap into fast twitch fibers extremely fast. What this then allows me to do is in a safe manner without having to have multiple people around me if I'm squatting or deadlifting or whatever it might be on the eccentric side. Now, coaches understand and know we're 20 to 60% stronger on the eccentric side. So this technology now allows me to accelerate a, a game plan on how I can go with a membership-based training system, have people literally coming in and I can work with one machine. I can run safely. I would say if I'm going to give them time to get some kind of recovery between the set, I'm looking at maybe they'd be in and out anywhere from eight to 12 minutes. And that could be anywhere from uh, five, uh, three to six movements that they would target on the isokinetic side. But then they can come in for recovery work using concentric only based movements. We can go into our you know, recovery modes that I would normally do traditionally. And then I can also bring in the eccentric overload capabilities. So to give you a real quick example on that, Dominic, it's this, my wife and I this morning, we had the alpha unit at the house. We went through a workout. Both she went, I went, she went, I went. We did a, uh, a press, a deadlift, a row, a bicep curl skull crusher, you know, just to target the triceps. And we were both done in under 10 minutes. Within that aspect of the movements, um, it was a five second cadence, both concentrically and eccentrically for five reps. And within the fourth rep of the press, I hit a, like a 504 eccentric press. I can't bench press 504, but somewhere within that strength curve, somewhere within that, those joint angles, I was able to target that and, you know, obviously tap and empty those, those glycogen stores within the muscle fibers, recruit more motor units. It's just a much more efficient way to train and safe. You know, I'm done playing football, but <laughs> I got three little ones that I got to stay in shape for. So, you know, that whole technology is just based on <clears throat> how the brain recruits muscle fiber. It's just by force. And now we have a safe way to do that and implement it in a great way so that I can now implement that within neural strength lab to open up another whole arm on the efficiency training side using a membership-based training model. Yeah. It's an interesting combination because I think, you know, when we started talking about it off the air, I'm thinking about all the, you know, the, I don't want to call them competitors because I don't know enough about it, but the things that I've seen in the market, like tonal and mirror and things like that, that are more just specifically targeted to the at home market. And I think 
maybe they're trying to look at it commercially, but you're applying it in, in alpha and beta into a membership based brick and mortar fitness model, um, super efficient for space, for time. And, you know, wherever anybody wants to get caught up in the, the glamour and glitz of their machinery and how many different pieces of, you know, rogue equipment or whatever brand they love they have is most people come in they're looking for results and if you can give them to them quickly effectively and with low injuries they're probably going to love you more than anybody else as long as you have half a personality which i'm going to give you credit for a lot more than that but you know that's that's an, a unique individual case by case basis thing but it's like you can fit you know the the footprint of these things isn't super big right you can run people through i'm sure you i mean you're part of the development team for this speed unit right it's speede.fit if you guys are listening check it out you're part of this right you're not on the tech side you're on the training side but you're putting this into usage and however many thousands of cycles or whatever you're going to do it and it's something for our listeners where if you have if you have space in a facility if you have the ability to do it uh, or if you're thinking about opening a facility, you could you could do a big chunk, if not all of your training using this piece of equipment, correct? Uh, 100%. You know, I, I, and I know, you know, we, our goal is just to really under, get, get it to people to understand it's a, it's a tool. It's a tool, but it's, it's probably the most impressive tool. Um, we were just at Ursa. It blew up, you know, um, Michael Chandler is MMA fighter. He's our chief athletic officer. We've got a lot of athletes, athletes backing it. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of local guys. We got guys and girls internet, uh, all over uh, the United States. Uh, you know, we've had great meetings already with NFL teams. Um, what's interesting is that on the training side and as coaches and trainers and uh, performance specialists and therapists that listen uh, to Jim Lord's podcast, you know, it's a three by six footprint. But the cables can allow for up to 14 to 18 feet off the platform if need be for explosive movements, you name it. Uh, so the isotonic capabilities will be up to 400 pounds, 200 pounds each arm. But the 2,000 pound capabilities tap into crazy safe applications on the eccentric overload as well as isokinetic. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, isokinetic movements. The really neat thing is that we can also have a data collection capability. And give you an example. Let's say that we've got programs on there and the programs that someone uses or a coach can go in, Hey, I want to develop my own program. They can do that for their low, for their, 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 their machine. Uh, but let's say we have a program on there and uh, I reach out, we've got, you know, guys that have already pre-ordered and, and they're like, okay, so I go, imagine having, you know, you have three units at your gym and over the course of one year, we look at one of your programs and one of your programs was used a thousand times. And in that program that was used a thousand times, we know what age did it, what, um, what the gender was, whether or not they were sport, whether or not there's height and weight involved, you can add that if you want to, but we're going to be able to track everything within the, in the program and the movement of showing where they elicited their strongest movements, their most efficient movements, what the timeframes were, what was the load on at various joint angles? You're going to be actually have the ability to actually track your range of motion and see whether or not you're faltering and falling out of position based on the position of what the coach wants you to do. If it's a squat, 
Where is your position going to be? Where's your foot position? What do they want? Do you want to recruit more quad, more glute, whatever it might be? So we have this ability to collect this data. That's what really gets a lot of therapists and strain coaches on board because they're like, okay, I no longer have to do it this way. I can almost have the technology give us that feedback and then we can adapt that. We can adapt the program and say, okay, this movement isn't efficient within that workout. Pull that movement out, replace it. So it's not only just a tool, a phenomenal tool in a three by six footprint, but it will literally be, you know, we've got universities that are trying to figure out how many they want to put in just from the standpoint of the eccentric capabilities alone. And that's unheard of, you know, with 2000 pounds of force with that 26% strength variation between concentric and eccentric. Now we can tap into it extremely safe. So the application on the gym side you know, I, I love it because I'm old school and I always tell people there's one thing that will never, you can have all the technology in the world, but it's your brain. Your brain elicits everything, your responses, everything. If you really just, you know, drive from your heart, work hard, you can get phenomenal results. You know, you, every, you, you just got to work hard. But nowadays, there's a lot of things when it comes to the aspect of the efficiency in time. And that's the one thing we have here is the capability to tap into that. Um, so to give you a real quick example about that, what my wife and I were doing, I've done a little bit of a case study. We're going to run it two more weeks. But the other day, my wife says to me, she goes, you know, and she's not a big, she's not, she's, she's 120 pounds. So she's five, six. So she's lean. She goes, did we do circumference measurements when we started this? I said, yeah, that was back on April 19th of uh, 22. And <clears throat> So we're going to be, it'll be almost two, well, we took two weeks off because we, we were down in the Outer Banks and then I uh, had to go to Miami for Ursa. Well, she goes, I had to take in my bathing suit bottoms by a, a, a safety clip. So I looked at it and sure enough, Dominic, I'm like, okay, well, you did measurements. Let me check real quick. Down from a 38 to a 36 between the hip and the glute. Now, all she did was add this technology in off of my recovery anywhere from two to three times a week. She kept doing what she normally does, which is she likes to do intervals on her elliptical and, and do some ab, ab, ab work and things like that. But in the long, long, the long run, it was the only thing that was added. So I went ahead and had her jump on one of the Tinita scales we had, and I looked and she was down two and a half percent body fat. So I've got everything marked down. I'm going to be throwing out a case study at, you know, on Instagram at Neurostrength Lab. I'll probably talk with the guys at Speed and, hey, do you guys want to throw this out there? It's not scientific. It's simply just the numbers that I'm calculating and putting together but we've already got universities that are asking about getting the units into their operations so that they can kind of figure out some ways that we can start, you know, showing what this capability of the technology is. That's pretty awesome, man. And yeah. so as, as this, you know, hopefully this is coming to market soon, possibly even within this calendar year, right? Where Correct. you're going to start shipping and um, it's going to be something that you see integrating into um, into your facility and then getting out there, spreading the word to it. Like you said, you were just down at Ursa spreading the word about it there. I'm sure you probably generated a lot of buzz there. So, um, you have, you have the brick and mortar, you have the integration, you have the speed unit. So I guess to wrap, wrap this all up in a nice, you know, tidy bow as we wind down on time, mm -hmm. do you have, um, do you have a big picture plan for the future, five years, 10 years, or 
you know, do, do you see like rolling out studios full of the speed units and you helping to get that off the ground? Do you foresee yourself transferring, you know, most of your clients and, you know, having a handful of these in place? Like, what does it look like for you in the integration of all this? That's, that's great. You know, it's, it's interesting because it's almost being directed by the coaches and the trainers and the therapists on the public side, simply because after we go through, they get on the machine, they experience it. They're like, okay, are you going to have like a, whether it's a cert program or some kind of specialist program? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I believe that's the goal that we want to be able, you know, we don't want something like this to become a really expensive coat rack. You know, we want this thing to be used and whether it's through the efficiency, whether it's just a tool um, I've had coaches that have already implemented it based off of um, some of the, the other beta units that we have in, in local areas in Chicago uh, at Bracey performance and at spear training center in Vernon Hills, again, both in Illinois and they implement it, you know, with their guys and girls and their athletes and their executive clients. And they're really starting to see, you know, how they're going to be able to, to, to bring this to you know, fruition. So I think the education arm, the brick and mortar, you're definitely, you know, one thought that we were even thinking of down the road is, is, um, you know, to have locations where we can have people come in. And if it's a one or two day, I don't, know if we, I don't want to call it a certification, but just a, you know, an ability to get on it, learn it to maximize the usage. Now, ultimately what we want is we want that literally to be on the screen. It's all touch screen. It's got all the capabilities to give the coach the feedback as well as their clients, the feedback, if their position is right, form, you know, technique. Uh, and that ability is really what we want to, to portray to everybody. So that it's almost not like you're not, you're not taking the personal out of personal training, but you're giving as much utilizing technology to its fullest, the most ability, the greatest ability to uh, maximize that feedback, not only from the technology standpoint, but then, <clears throat> You know, to basically have someone come on and go within 30 to 90 seconds, they understand how to utilize and set up their movements and move forward from there. But in the end, it's a combination of both. You're going to have brick and mortar. You know, you're going to have the implementation of utilizing the technology. And then we're also looking at the growth for in-home. It's awesome, man. I'm I'm pumped up just hearing this from you. And I know you didn't come on to make this a sales pitch for no. it, but when you hear something good, you have to you have to give it its proper respect. So um, I appreciate you going in a deep dive on this and talking about the integrations and hopefully got the wheels turning for a lot of our listeners as to, you know, you can do the same thing for 25, 30 years. But if something if something better comes along or something different or something allows you to spread your reach. It doesn't matter what's been working, be open-minded to it, right? That could apply to any, any number of things. But in your case, the application of technology, you've seen it evolve and, and here we are. So yeah. we're just about out of time. Before I let you go, um, I want to make sure that people can find you, find Neuro, anything that you might have, websites, Instagrams, all that. Give it to us all again in case anybody missed it. Yeah, so the website is neurostrengthlab.com. Uh, and obviously at, at Instagram is, you know, at, at neuro strength lab. Um, I'm followed on LinkedIn as well. Um, those are really the, 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 the social media aspects that I kind of use right now. I'm still, <laughs> still learning that, that, uh, that aspect on the, on the, on the, uh, the marketing side. But, um, yeah, again, it's, it's, uh, I'm always about, you know, old school, you know, that there's never anything new. It's just, how can we apply 
you know, the old school utilizing some of the advancements in technology. And that's really what it comes down to. Got it. Got it. That's, uh, there's a lot, man. I wish we had more time and could dive back in. I just keep getting tempted to ask more questions, but oh. we are officially out of time. Hopefully we can get you back after this thing hits market and we can talk about how it's going and in, in more applications and how it's affecting your brick and mortar and what you're doing there. But for now, we have to say goodbye. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on here with us today. I appreciate everything that you've given in the community. And uh, I look forward to seeing you kick some more ass out there, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. And to our listeners, a little bit different twist on our normal episode. Hope, like I said, it got the wheels turning. If you're smelling something burning, it's probably just some brain cells thinking about how you can, you can do some different things for your, your clients. Um, if you want to hear more episodes like this, keep an open mind, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop to everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation. Keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke Steele. Joining me on the show is Molly from Molly Logic Fitness out of Bellevue, Nebraska. Welcome to the show, Molly. How are you today? Hi, Brooke. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm super excited to have you here and to really learn more about what you do at your fitness business, but really before we dive into any of that, Molly, tell me what it was that got you started in the industry of becoming a fitness business owner. So I have been in sports athletics my entire life. I'm pretty sure I learned how to skate before I could actually walk. Uh, so fitness has been a huge part of my life. Um, once I got into college, I put on some weight and I became super self-conscious um, I did not want to go to a big box gym. They made me nervous and uncomfortable. So I bought a treadmill, I put it in my kitchen and I lost a bunch of weight. And from that point on, my goal was always to create a space where people would feel safe and not overwhelmed in coming to start their fitness journey or to reach some of their goals. Okay, awesome. So um, this is something that you kind of found a little bit like later on in your life, you probably didn't grow up thinking that you were going to be a gym owner one day, but here you are. Um, that's what happened to me too. And so tell me a little bit, Molly, about, I guess, give me an elevator pitch of Molly Logic Fitness, who you are, what services you have to provide, kind of paint that picture. Cause all gyms are a little bit different. So my logic fitness, we're a 24 hour fitness studio. So you are more than welcome to come in whenever it fits your schedule. I also specialize in personal training. I like to train clients who have either never been to the gym or maybe have some nervousness issues, anxiety around big box gyms. 
um, they come into the studio, it's a little more smaller, a little more intimate, and it's just a safe space for anyone. So that's, that's what I love about it. Awesome. So it sounds like, you know, you're providing a space for people who are fairly new in the fitness industry to come in and learn that kind of healthy, attainable lifestyle that otherwise they might not have been able to find because not everybody can succeed in a big group setting or in a big gym where, you know, there's a bunch of equipment and they don't know how to use any of it. Um, And so if I was somebody who walked into your gym right now, what different offerings would you be able to provide to me? So again, there's not a whole lot of 24 hour fitness studios. So that is one of my, one of my favorite parts, but also just from the second you walk in the sense of community, the sense of you belong here, you are, you are already enough. You're already strong. You're already capable. You're just loved on just the way you are. And then now we're going to kick some butt and reach some goals. Awesome. So with the 24 seven kind of fitness side of things, they can come in and you're like, they can come in on their own or they can come in and train for you, train with you just so that I can understand better. Yep. So they can either set up personal training just like you would anywhere and we would meet at the gym and we would go through a workout and do all of that fun stuff. Or for people who don't feel like they need a personal trainer but still don't quite want to be felt like they're on top of people, they get their own access code and they can come and go as they please. Awesome. How many um, how many clients do you think that you have coming in to do like the 24-7 do as they please type of thing right now? I would say I have about somewhere between 15 and 20 people that do that. Okay. And then with your personal training clients, how many are you training? Right now, I see roughly somewhere between 20, 25 to 30 people a week. Okay. So you're keeping yourself pretty busy then? Yes. Yeah. How many hours a day are you training? Um, It fluctuates a little bit, but on average, somewhere I'm, I'm in the gym somewhere between 40, 50 hours a week. Okay. Is that something that like, you feel like you're hoping to do forever or would you like to get this business to a point where like you don't have to be there 40 to 50 hours a week? Um, so right now I don't have to be there 40 to 50 hours a week. I just thoroughly enjoy it. Um, and so as long as it stays where more so like it's just because I enjoy it and I love being in there with the clients, um, I'll keep it that way. If that makes sense. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the gym is my playground. I would live in there if it was feasible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So it's something that you really enjoy right now. So 40, 50 hours a week is feasible. I mean, there does come a time in our life where we do start to kind of experience like a little bit of a burnout. And so that's kind of why I wanted to ask that question. But okay, so we look at, you know, 15 to 20 clients coming in doing their own thing. You have about 20 to 30 clients for your personal training program. Are you looking to, are you comfortable as is, or are you looking to take on more members in either uh, area? So right now for gym memberships, I do have a few open slots, but because of the space um, and just the atmosphere that I want to keep for the gym, I do cap it off. So it's a first come first serve basis. So once the slots fill up, um, I will keep a list basically. And then when someone either leaves PCSs, um, decides that they want to do something else, then I open that slot up and then I'll kind of go down that waiting list. As far as personal training clients go, yes, most definitely. Um, 
I have space. Sometimes I have clients that really enjoy like the energy of other people. So we do small groups and stuff like that, which is always fun. Doing something that sucks is always less sucky doing it with somebody else. Yeah. And so you're near, like you're on a military base or is it near a military base or how does that work? So the gym is about three to five minutes um, outside of the Offutt Air Force Base here in Nebraska. Okay. So you just kind of touched on a piece there that's like really in a really interesting point. And that's the idea of like you do personal training, but like some people come in in a small group and we call that like semi-private. And it's my favorite mm-hmm. idea because we can pack more people into one hour, but still make a decent amount of change, which is good for our business. But we're helping more people. So that makes us feel good if that's what motivates you. Um, so, you know, when you look at taking on more clients, you definitely can take on more clients if you're looking at, Hey, well, let me try to bunch some of these together in, in semi-privates. What are some of the things that you're actively doing to find new clients? So I have been so incredibly amazed and thankful at the community and the community of Molly Logic as a whole, um, just word of mouth, honestly, social media has been huge in utilizing like your Facebook pages, um, business, Instagram, those things, um, mostly that and word of mouth, my clients, um, they're super amazing. Yeah. I love word of mouth because I think that it's, it's free, right? So we don't have to do anything to have word of mouth, except for take care of our clients, be nice to them. Naturally, they're going to go, they're going to talk about us they are going to, you know, produce that word of mouth. But with word of mouth, it's not a way for us to really, I guess, predict our growth. We can't say, hey, you know, this year we were going to hit 40 new clients through word of mouth because it's like with that, we can't say, hey, friends, go talk about us quicker. Um, So when we look at predictable growth, a lot of people supplement word of mouth with other things like social media, advertising, things like that. So is that something that you've done? I know that you mentioned social media has played a big role, but talk to us about that a little further. So I have used, I use social media, I use Facebook and Instagram super heavily. Um, Instagram is kind of back in the day, about five years ago, where my business really like kind of was born and came from. Um, Other than that, I've been super thankful up until this point. I've never needed to really rely on anything else. that's kind of just where we're at right now. Yeah. So when you look at, um, you know, your, how things are currently going, how many new clients would you say that you bring in per month? Oh my goodness. Let's see. I would say anywhere between nine to 15. Nine to 15. And I don't know where that falls on the spectrum of if that's super great, super not great. Um, but that's, that's what we're doing right now. But I also will say that I think that living next to a military base, and I mean, my gym is right across the street, that adds an extra layer of there's always new people coming in and seeing the gym. Yeah. So how does that, with your retention, like if you're welcoming in, you know, 10 to 15 people a month, let's just say that, how many people do you feel like leave per month? Is it about the same or is there like, you know, like five or six people leaving a month, what would you say? I would say again, and I think this might be just a little more specific 
to me, it comes in PCS seasons. So if you're, you know, the military, anything like that, when there's a PCS season, I will say a pretty decent group of people, somewhere between like five to six people will leave within a three, four week period. But then at that same time, there's new families, new people PCSing that are looking for a new gym home. Yeah, so it's kind of always like fluctuating in and out depending on the season. We all deal with seasonality in this industry, but yours is a little bit different. Um, So, you know, with the the membership piece, since you do have people that are moving in and out of the city pretty frequently, how does a membership work? So, for example, I come in and I'm like, hey, Molly, I'm interested in personal training. How would you sell that to me? So our, and I feel like this is something that I don't really know if a lot of other gym memberships do. And if so, I would love to maybe chat with someone about that sometime, but we don't do contracts. So everything for our gym membership is month to month. And so I personally decided to do that route because I was finding with a lot of gym clients and just in the past I've worked at a lot of gym that was a huge barrier for people something with contracts even if it's just a couple of months it triggers something in people's brain and then they kind of back and be like whoa 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 that's scary to me so I wanted to take it out and see how that worked and so far it's been going really great wow okay so I think that I think that the idea of like having no contract is something that's okay but I do want to ask since you said that you're month to month, are your clients like paying for a month and then they come back to you and they pay for another month or is it like auto build? So it's auto build. Okay. So, but they can cancel at any time. Yes. Okay. How do you feel like that serves you? Do you think that there would be a better way that you could do it without a contract that like they had to give like a notice or something like that if they wanted oh, to? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. I, they do need to give me preferably a 15 day notice unless they get like emergency PCS orders or they're going to go on a deployment that starts like tomorrow something like that like I definitely try and give kindness and grace but yes there are some boundaries (laughs) cool yeah I mean that I feel like that really helps you right because it gives you the chance to really prepare like hey you know I'm gonna have three or four people leaving this month so I really need to kick it in gear to find at least three to four place to uh three to four people to replace them Um, and so, yeah, I think contracts are not necessary in all cases, especially being that you are in a place where people are moving in and out pretty heavily. It's not like they're just deciding that they don't like you and they're leaving. Um, so, okay. Kind of want to ask you a different question here and take a little turn from this conversation and ask you, you know, we all deal with our own challenges. We all deal with our own bottlenecks in this industry. But for you and your business, what have a few of those bottlenecks or challenges been for you? So I would say one for sure is with kind of just what's going on in the world, finding people that understand the goal and kind of share the same mission as me the community in the gym and want to come and be a part of it because obviously in order to grow and expand in certain ways I'm only one little person I need I need other people I need um I need help and so that's been a huge challenge but also on the other side of that um I've anyone that knows me they can tell you um I'm very much a lone wolf and so I want to do everything myself So it's also super hard for me to give somebody else control um, or let someone else come and be a part and help me because 
the gym and Molly Logic, it's like the biggest part of my heart that lives outside of my body. And so it scares me to death to maybe let someone else <laughs> take a little ownership of that. Yeah. So um, I think that it's scary for all of us to think about, hey, we really need help because we as business owners are kind of control freaks, right? We know that we do it the best and it's really hard to like release that control um, and um, allow somebody else to um, really help us out. Um, but I think that sometimes the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to put trust into somebody else, put time and effort into developing this person um, to make them a good fit for what we're looking for. If we hire somebody and then we say, all right, go swim on your own, you know, that's not benefiting either of us. So I think it's really about, hey, we find somebody, we bring them on and we mold them. Um, and that's the best thing that we can do for ourselves and for them too, because to be honest, a lot of the reason why people don't want to come work for different organizations is because they don't see opportunity to learn and grow. And so if they don't see opportunity to learn and grow, they're going to go find an opportunity where they can learn and grow. Um, what are some of the things that you've done to try to find people? Um, so basically, um, ads, I've used a couple, um, of job search places, um, just putting a post out in the community again, super big in social media, stuff like that. Um, but other than that, that's kind of it right now. I'm kind of at a, at a wall with it. Yeah. So with, with that, um, have you have you looked into like LinkedIn? Have you looked into like any additional layers there? Um, LinkedIn, Indeed, uh, like a little bit deeper than you know local job boards and stuff like that. I have done Indeed. I have mm -hmm. not done anything with LinkedIn yet. Yeah, I think those are great resources, um, especially LinkedIn because you can really look for the specific person that you want. I'm not sure how big Bellevue, Nebraska is. <laughs> Um, or how far, you know, how close surrounding like cities are, but definitely something to look into nonetheless. Um, but Molly, you know, if I were to hand you a magic wand and I said, you know, all your dreams for this business have come true, you've reached all your goals. What would that picture look like for you? Oh my goodness. I would have to say we would be in a bigger space. We would have a studio inside of the gym that would be just for youth fitness and special classes like that. Um, and possibly, possibly maybe another location somewhere else. Okay. Um, and so what has to happen now with what you're currently doing to make all of that a reality here down the road? Oh my goodness. I feel like for sure I need to find some really amazing people <laughs> to come and join me in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the biggest thing that would take you to the next level is finding the help that you feel like you need. Um, and what are some of the things outside of finding help that you feel like you within the business that you really need to hone in on to take you to that next level? So I am not, and I'm not even ashamed. I am not super tech savvy at all. Um, so just learning some, some of the more tech savvy stuff for the business side of things, I think would be super helpful to be able to have more of an outreach with like marketing emails, um, things like that, monthly newsletters, all of those kind of things. 
Yeah. I think the more time that we spend, you know, right now you're fully immersed in your business because you're the only person working, you know, in the business day to day. The, but the more time that we can spend working on our business and developing systems and procedures to take us to that next level, the more that our business is able to grow. If we can't spend time working on our business, we're never going to get to that next level. That's just impossible. Um, and so final question that I have for you here is what, you know, where can our listeners go to find you online? What social media platforms do you have? What's your handle? Where can we go? Oh my goodness. So my website is mollylogicfitness.com. You can find me on Facebook under Molly Logic. And I am on Instagram at molly.logic. Perfect. I'm excited to go check everything out. Um, please, um, please, 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 listeners, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast today. I will be your host. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is the one and only Muhammad Malik with Hard Fist Academy out of the UK. Muhammad, what is going on? How are you feeling today? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. I'm really well thinking. How are you? Always good. Always good on this. And I appreciate you asking. And look, Muhammad, we're excited to have you on today. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Hard Fist Academy, you know, first, why don't you give the viewers an opportunity or we'll give you the opportunity to give the viewers a, a little bit of a description on how you describe your business, right? Just, just give us a, a rundown of what you would say you describe Hard Fist Academy as. Um, Hard Fist Academy, we, we call it a training school for self-esteem. Um, confidence um, and to be fair with you being hard fist academy being a personal instructor being someone who's um, doing the sports therapy as well what we've seen around our community lockdown has had massive impact on people's lives people's confidence so we've come into this field thinking you know we're going to come in we're going to help our local people we're going to hold people international people who are in the county people who live distance, close, online, wherever possible we can reach to them, we are reaching out to them. You know, we're going to help them develop the confidence. I mean, people are walking on the streets who've lost their families, you know, and, and COVID has had a big impact on their lives. 
So we help him to come into the gym, to release the anger, release the tension, train hard, focus, and develop themselves. You know, some people are shy now. People who've been locked in their houses have not been going out. They've lost confidence how to speak to people, how to socialize with people. So we're using gym, bring them into the gym. The well-being is very, very important to treat them how to um, socialize, um, have that physical contact, um, and have, at the same time, the health. Health is important. Yeah. Number one, there's no health, there's no wealth. Yeah, health is wealth. I love that. I love that. I always say that. And so, uh, Muhammad, let's dive into the business a little bit here. And so, we'll start with the bare bones basics. Um, Muhammad, how many members are you serving currently? The moment we've got over, we've got over sixty adults, and I'm going through around about two hundred eighty students of children at the moment. Okay, yeah, and so with with the years you've been in business, and, and you know what you've experienced with you know just over you know two hundred and fifty clients here, um, what's been the best method or best practice to finding new clients how do you get people through the door what we normally do is we approach them by doing one-to-one training okay so i bring them all into one-to-one training and the reason why we do that is a lot of clubs a lot of martial arts a lot of gyms will bring somebody in there's a big massive class here 15 16 people 20 people 50 people 60 people however many but this person who's rolled through this door doesn't know what he's getting himself into Okay, he might be thinking that he could push 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 kg. But the people who are already in that training, the people already in the gym, you've been a personal trainer, pal, and you know that there are people out there who could push silly, silly numbers. You know, there are some yeah. people out there that are super gifted with the flexibility. There's some people out there super gifted with the stamina. You know, but this individual has never done training, has nothing, doesn't know nothing about training, has come into a, a class where people who are training, people are flexible, people have been training such a long time, they could they could push 100 kg, they could push 200 kg, uh, they could kick high, they could punch fast, they, they've got reflex are very, very good, their flexibility is awesome. But hey, this person never done anything. He's come into a room. All these people are amazing around him. I think that will knock someone's confidence. Um, but what we are doing, we are developing them. We're bringing them into one one. We're trying to bring him into the regime of thinking, let's do this better. Let's, weak on you. let's work on your weakness. No one needs to know your weakness except from your instructor. We will polish it. We will develop it. We'll make a full cake out of you, right? And when you go into that, when you go in, to that gym with the people around you, you're just going to be an icing or cake. You know, yeah, that's how that. people are coming into our gym. We're starting off one-to-one training. Whether it takes them a month, whether it takes them two months, whether it takes them three months, I don't really care. Is every time they're walking out this door, they, they're walking out with a gift of some kind of confidence. Yeah. They're walking something different. Being a PT, when we are teaching one-to-one, our results are better. When we are teaching a class, like a Zumba class, it's, it's very difficult to work with everybody. You know, but when you're one to one, you're seeing focus, you're seeing movements, you're seeing the breathing, you're seeing the posture, you're seeing how, 
how accurate, you're going very accurate, you're going in every little fine details of an individual, how they're pushing, how they're pulling, how they're moving, how, how they're breathing. You're looking at their diet plan. You're, you're looking at them as a whole. It's a very personal touch. But you know, when you have someone who does that personal touch, it means a lot. Mm-hmm. You appreciate You end up doing better because you don't want to let this person down. Yeah. And I think, um, I, I, I think to kind of put into words what you're doing, you're providing a service where it's almost unparalleled. No, you can't get it anywhere else, right? Because it is very difficult to do that one-on-one with it. almost 300 clients. It's, that's tough. Um, but you're providing a, a top-tier service to then get other people through the door. It's just essentially word of mouth, but that's, it's a thanks to your fulfillment, right? And, and you cannot make that up, right? It's a direct correlation of that. So, but Muhammad, let me ask you this as well. Um, you know, being that you're almost at 300 clients currently, I mean, let's say you get 100 more, 200 people through the door through traffic. I mean, hypothetically speaking, how much more can you handle? How much higher can you go? We will have come. We're coming. We got the power of social media. We got power of internet. Um, being anybody who doesn't have internet, being somebody who, that's a different ball game. But people don't, what's happening is people are lacking. People are not realizing it's laziness. And I think you're all based in America right now. You know, I'm based in the UK. There's, there's a power of social media which has pushed me and you to connect and why we're on a podcast today. You know? And, and that, that, that is a, that's a big thing. That's a big thing because if you can approach me from America and I'm based in the UK and we are doing a podcast, in, in this, is, this is almost how many hours flight between me and you, you know? And how many hours gap between me and you. And we are sat here face-to-face talking. I think another 100 people will not affect me because I'm sure the power again of social media, the power again from internet, the power again from, from the websites, we'll cater everything. Yeah. You know, we'll have much. 100%. 100%. And so, you know, obviously, I think anywhere over 100 clients, is, is this is where things get a little difficult, but... I'm kind of curious to see your answer here. How do you track, you know, your lifetime value, your turn rate, you know, how long someone's going to remember how, if they're going to cancel, if they did cancel, how do you track those metrics? Yeah, so what happens is this, I have, I normally make Excel sheets and each one has their own Excel sheet and it gets logged on. So they monitor themselves. So what happens every week I go back onto my track and I know exactly who's monitored what. So if I've got 300 people, 300 people have their own login. They have the login and on Excel and they update their weekly targets. They update what their weight is. They update the nutrition. They update what they've done, their stretches, their workout, home workout, the cutters are put in place or certain movements are given to do. They monitor at the end of the week. What happens is I, I get to see everything. It comes up to my Excel. I know exactly who's done what. Now, if someone is missing, again, it'll flag red for me. This is where I give them a call and I say, yo, what's going on, man? You're missing out. And they give me a reason why, then that's where I put a reason next to it. But when they do miss out, the following week is a bit more harder because I just doubled it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so stop. <laughs> they don't really want to miss out because it only gets harder. Um, so 
this is how we normally monitor. I know exactly what's going on. Um, we've got online base, we've got online websites. Uh, everything's monitored. We've tracked everything as well. I've locked this whole business in a such a way that everything is well monitored. Even if I'm away, I'll just come back from Egypt. And I know my students have still been working hard. You know, I've had my social time. They've had their social time. But you know what? They've been dedicated. They've been training. They've been training hard. And I know that because when I come back, every week I do a test on them. Every week we put a flexibility test. We, do, we see martial arts tests. We see the confidence test. We put them through every single test, every single week, week in, week out. When they haven't achieved it and when they have failed, that means there's something gone wrong that week. That's why I sit down and sit, sit one, one to one. Why has something gone wrong? Why have you not been able to achieve this? Was it your flexibility? Was it you not doing something what I told you to do? Have you been off your diet plan? What's been going on? Talk to me. So they don't tell you what's happened and it, it makes sense why they haven't achieved it. Remember, when you don't stretch for a day, you're three days behind. They're simple as that. No, your flexibility. So everything comes in place and, and everything's well monitored. This is how we monitor it. And going forward for another 100 clients, again, they'll be very well monitored again because they'll have their own login. Again, the power of, of the computer is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And so I'm going to ask you a little bit of a longer-winded question here, but a good question itself, a good way to kind of self-reflect here. Um, you know, uh, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business fees pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is yep. getting people through the door, your marketing. Um, client acquisition, which is your sales, right? Being able to convert somebody from interested to an actual client. And then you yes. have retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Muhammad, where do you feel like you could improve the most? We can always improve social media and we can always improve in our, in our footfall. You know, um, the, the, the limit is the sky. The sky is the limit. Um, so there's, there's always plenty of room for improvement. So when someone says, what can you improve? We can improve in everything, in everything. You know, I don't see myself have achieved a target yet. I, I want to be worldwide. I want to be international. You know, yeah. we're just a baby at the moment. And we, 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 we are, we, I think we are running then walking at the moment. So we're just speeding up and things are going fast for us, you know? But like I say, we're in a small venue, okay, at the moment, and we're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger day by day. So all three needs improvement for everything, I'll say. Yeah. I will never pick ourselves up saying that we need to we need to chill out. We're not chilling. I mean, it's, it's time where I sit at home, I do nothing. I'm, I'm there marketing, you know? Um, there's always going to be work, when, especially when you're running your own business. That there is there is no day off. You yeah, you identify yourself and you push. You know, I so agree. work hard and you gain more. You train hard, you gain. No pain, no gain. You know, so it is that's that's how it works. The cycle of life. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. And I love the mentality where you know, regardless of success, you still understand that there's places to improve. And I think again, once you kind of hit that satisfactory point, right? We're like, okay, cool. I'm happy here that's when you'll stop growing. It's either you grow or you die, right? And you can never stop growing no matter with how much success you've had. So I love that mentality there. And so last two questions for you here, Muhammad, my two favorite questions, you know, Muhammad, what's the bigger picture? What's the overarching goal? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? 
to be fair with you, my target is to have something like a hospital, like a hospital, but a sports hub that has, that takes care of athletes in-house, that has a gym in-house, that does fight camps. What I want and what I'm trying to achieve here is have a professional fight club, fight club for professional athletes, especially when they're getting ready. So when, when you when when you are in a fight camp, you have eight weeks camps or five weeks camps or a month camp, two months camp, whatever. Just to target that in a, such a unique way that we'll have them to come and train themselves. Each and every athlete will have their own hub, have their own room um, where they train the way they want to train, you know, and their opponents will never know what they're training. So we, we are trying to get all these fighters ready to to another level that when they come into the when they come into the ring, when they come into the cage, people there'll be a wow factor. You know, at the moment I, I could see people training. We could see professional fights, we could see professional fighters doing their camp. You can walk into the gym, you can see what they're doing. Now, if I if my opponent had to ever send somebody down to see how I'm training, I'm sure he will train the way I'm training. You know? He'll always have his guard up. Now that's that's part of life, right? So if I was gonna do something and you took my idea, I'm sure I have to train a bit more harder now, haven't I? Because you've taken my idea. Okay. Um, so it, it's part of one of the things that we, 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 we what we want to do is keep something every everything very private, very unique, very exquisite, deliver stuff these athletes deliver people for people who are medically ill, deliver, everybody will have a category. So we will talk about new starters. We talk about people who are trying to keep fat, people trying to keep away from illnesses, people who are trying to just keep a day-to-day routine, people who are athletes, super athletes, you know? I want, I want to keep levels for everything. So my dream is to have a premises, which is probably nine floors, okay? 100K square feet. <laughs> That's my dream. So I like, but again, my ground floor will be just be admin when people come in and see what we do. Um, uh, we'll have a show ground at the floor. Second ground is where we'll have our clinical department where we do with sports injuries. Then the third, we'll probably have boxing, fourth martial arts, sixth. You know, we'll have categories for all the arts that we do. Um, and then we want to keep one floor where we just deal with our talking therapy where we sit down we will have more theories of life theories of martial arts theories of self-defense where people can sit and talk to us you know and they can explain to them what their problems are and how we could help them and direct them in the right in the right say i was going to say award but a right floor that will help them and achieve what they what they need in life yeah I love that. You know, I love that. Um, I'm, working through, I'm, I'm working on a project right now where people who cannot afford to go to the gym, people cannot who afford who could go who are not working, who can't afford to go to the gym, but they're medically becoming ill, they're me- mentally getting um, affected. We're not charging them. Come through. We're open to you. We're here to help. You know, wow. you are 
These are the people who we target, y'all. These are the people who will make us grow. If you can't afford for the gym, you can't go to the gym, you're getting ill, you're medically getting ill, you know what? Come to us. I urge you, come to us. We'll train you. We'll look after you. Your health will be covered. If you need massages, we provide acupuncture, we provide chiro, we provide physio, we provide, you know, cupping, we provide blood lit, we, we provide. We do it all in-house. And this is the only gym that actually does that. So wow. this is the target we're going for. We're not going for people. Fitness. There's plenty more gyms out there who are catered for millionaires. You know, we're not millionaires. But what we are dealing with is personal touch. And when it comes to personal touch, I'm sure we're we open-hearted and we are millionaires in that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it, it's, it's at the end of the day, right? The financial gratification, it, it, that's all going to come in due time. But I think of the fact when you can put that aside initially and, and put the care in the forefront, that's when it starts to, to, to compound. And I, I think you're doing a beautiful thing there. And those are beautiful goals. And I think you're going to accomplish it just with your passion alone, just your ambition alone. <laughs> you know, take everything away, man. But you have the charisma, you have the mentality, you have all of those skills, those assets, some of the things that you can't even teach. You're going to accomplish that stuff. I believe in Muhammad. So that's awesome stuff. You've been a great guest. And I have one more question for you. Yep. My favorite question. You know, Muhammad, if you can go back in time to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for yourself? What did I say? Say that again. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. I can word it a little differently if you want. But basically, um, you know, if you could sit down a new gym owner, and, and give them the biggest piece of advice that you think you needed to hear when you first started your journey and first started your gym, what would that advice be for you or for a new gym owner? Listen to your heart. And the first thing I see, to, to look at your dream and don't think that's, the, that's where it ends. You know, every day there's, there's a new dream and every day there's a target. Okay. You might think if a, you might have thought you hit your target, but believe me, you haven't. There's much more. There's much more to it. You know, I come through this door every morning. And when I come through this door, the first thing I do is that is, I don't look at my financial side of it. There are days where I'm quiet as well, you know? But what I, what I sit there and say to myself is, you know, I could do better. You know, I could do better and I could achieve more. But I'm going to drive it. I'm going to carry on pushing it. There's days where people are quiet, but you've got to sit up. You've got to keep pushing yourself. Your motivation. I mean, your quiet days. Sit there marketing. Sit there marketing. Decide. See what's what's around you. See what your surroundings are. See what your targets are. Who are you? Who are your audience? You know, I haven't started this gym just to hit the the most richest people in the world. That was not my audience. My audience was. I want to do self defense because of myself. I want to do self defense because of the local community. I want to do self-defense because I see the crime rate go up. You know, I see how when I grew up, life was different. Now, world is different, you know. Um, but what I also do see is how people's confidence have been affected in COVID. And being a martial artist, we see martial arts always gives you confidence. So my, my I, I'm trying to approach, and my audience are people who, who have been hit, who've been victimized with many things, you know, mentally victimized, 
socially victimized, financially victimized. You know, this is this is the people who we're targeting because we forget. A lot of people forget that there are people out there who can't provide for themselves. There's people out there who can't afford to do certain things. You know, what about them? Who's look after them? It's all goodwill that you you are you're hitting the targets of people who are running on who are billionaires. You've got the most expensive machines. But what about the people who can't afford it? What's happening to them? Are you letting them go? Are you letting them drain? So it comes down to the, the quotation, the richer get richer and the poor get poor. Why can't we That's break it. that? Why can't we break that? You know, I'm here deciding to myself, you know what, I want to break that quotation. Is riches get richer and poor can still develop. Love that. And, you know, and that's what we're looking at. That, it's not all about us. My time is, is a pleasure for them, you know, and it's not about money. I don't need money from them. If I have one individual who I teach and, and he's come from, from such a low mentality of being victimized and been affected and lost everything in his life, and all of a sudden his life has changed and he's developed. What now? That's that's a big achievement for me. Yeah. Because he'll never forget me. He will never forget me. And I'm sure he would always recommend someone to me. Yeah. And that one person will do wonders for me. That's that's my target. That's awesome. That's awesome. That was a mic drop of an answer, man. If I could drop this thing right now, I definitely would, but <laughs> can't do that there. But look, way to close it out there. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode of Muhammad. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your social media. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Okay, guys, we are based in Slough. We are based in uh, Berkshire of Slough. We're in High Street. Our gym is called Hard Fist Academy. We are in combination of um, hijama specialists. Hit on our social media, hijama underscore specialist. You can also hit me on social media of Instagram of Hard Fist Academy. You know, um, so we've got two websites, www.hijamaspecialist.co.uk and www.hardfistacademy.co.uk. Guys, check us out there. And uh, if you can't train in the gym and you want to train, we've got some tips on there. If you've got dumbbells, you've got barbells, just go on to the gym and give, give you all the workouts there. You could do it at home. Okay. That's free to us, to anybody who visits our website. There we go. There you go. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, Muhammad, and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Stick around for one more second. If you can, just want to let you know how you're going to get the podcast after this. Now, to everyone who, didn't, who tuned in today as well, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description. Fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.